Again, this meeting is televised. Um, before we go to the first order on the agenda, unfortunately, I have a piece of uh, news I'd like to ask uh, for your indulgence, please. I'd like to have a moment of silence in memory of honor of uh, 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 someone's a firefighter and the police officer's father and grandfather passed away. It's great sadness that I asked Neil Francis Moriarty IV of Canton died peacefully, surrounded by his loving children on Monday, October 10th. Neil was born and raised in Quincy and was an avid sports fan. You could find him watching his beloved Boston College games on Saturday and pro sports on Sunday. He retired from Polaroid where he worked for over 20 years. He is preceded in death by his loving wife of over 50 years, Lauren Moriarty. He leaves behind five, his five children, Kimberly Hawkins and her husband, Bill of Fall River, Connie Moriarty and his wife, Jennifer of Braintree, Richard Moriarty, Boston Police Department of Duxbury, Deborah Sanford of Easton, and Michael Moriarty, Moriarty Canton Fire Department, and his wife, Rebecca of Ken. He is also survived by 16 grandchildren and six great-grandchildren. He is also uh, the grandfather of Canton Police Officer Darren Moriarty. I'd ask for a moment of silence and memory and honor of um, uh, Cornelius Neil Francis Moriarty IV, if you could please. Thank you for allowing me to do that, and please keep the Moriarty family, uh, friends and family in your, in your prayers and thoughts, please. Thank you. Uh, first order of business, uh, Mr. Theodore. Uh, it is the swearing in and the pinning of our new fire chief. Step forward, come up. Town Clerk, Tracy Kenny. Uh, Teamwork, 
you're not going to be successful. Uh, and I just want to thank um, everybody at this town hall. Um, they've been more than grateful. Everybody down at the fire station, uh, who I like, and I just want to thank you guys for entrusting me with this job. I won't let you down. Um, Chief Duty, thank you for all your help. And most of all, um, my Aunt Barbara, my Aunt Jean, uh, and my friend Phyllis, who couldn't be here, has been a really inspiration. And my father, for instilling that, um, my strong word that I have. Thank you. say, look at the support you have. The men and women of the Canton Fire Department. Thank you all for coming. It means so lot to you need the chief need your support and your help. And as he said, you do it together. So congratulations. It means a lot that you're here. It really does. Thank you all for coming and thank you. Good luck, Wendell. Chief, I'm sorry, good luck, Chief. Hi Jean. I can't reach that far, but this is my shoulders. <laughs> you look great. You look great. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, I'm all huh? Thank you. See you guys. See you guys. Thank you. See you, Dan. Says <laughs> Louis. He thinks he's part of the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna let him drive the truck. That's what he wants. Mr. Theodore. Next on the agenda is the public hearing to discuss amendments to the uh, Town of Kent Traffic Rules and Regulations. So I'll read until the um, record um, uh, legal notice of a public hearing. The select board will hold a public hearing on Tuesday, October 25th, 2022 at 5.30 p.m. in the solid meeting room, second floor Memorial Hall, 8-0 on Washington Street, Canton. And the purpose of this hearing is to discuss and propose amendment to the Town of Canton traffic rules and regulations by removing parking restrictions on the cul-de-sac at the end of Walnut Road. I move that we open the hearing. Second. Motion's been made and seconded to open the hearing. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, that's 5-0. Um, Mr. Theodore, what we're here, just so to go back in time, uh, the signs were put up back in August. We had a public hearing August 22nd, 2017. Uh, to request to the neighbors to put signs up because people were parking in the cul-de-sac. So we're here, people have asked, requested um, to take the signs down. We have to do it legally. We just can't take them up and put them down. So we're here and people, want, if, if you want to speak, if you just go to the microphone and state your name and your address and give us your opinion. That'd be great. Mr. Uh, this gentleman first and Mr. Roar. Go ahead, sir. 
My name's Rich Trottle. I'm at uh, 41 Mill Road, two houses down from the, from the end of the street. Um, I used to be a dog walker, and I'm for the dog walkers. And it's, it's a good thing for us that they drive down and then walk the dogs in the woods. Um, so that part of it I like. Now, I, I drove and did a turnaround in that little traffic circle there uh, today. And with my wheels locked full over, you could just barely make the turn without backing up and, and, and you know, working my way through it. At one turn with the wheels fully locked, one vehicle there and you can't do that. Um, I have a gorgeous driveway and everybody likes to turn in it. You know, with one car down there, they're, you know, you know they, so the optimal way from my perspective would be to open it up a little bit and give them room to park, but still have enough room uh, for vehicles to turn around. There's all the delivery trucks. Um, um, the, the trailer trucks are the uh, most difficult to turn around down there, the, the, uh, especially the yard work. They have the trailers with their lawn mowers and stuff in them. Um, they, they have a difficult time turning around down there as it is. Um, so the optimal solution would be to open it up a little bit, you know, and have parking and a turnaround down there. Um, I don't know, Wadwell Road used to be a, a long dirt road for access to a, a well, Ward's Well, I guess, was uh, down there. So I assume that well, the paved Wardwell Road is no longer reaches that, that point in the woods. So my assumption is, is that, I don't know, but my assumption is, is that the town owns a lot of roadway in there so that they could open it up a little bit. Um, I happened to be walk, walking in with Charles Duty and on the way in the elevator, he made a good point that, that um, um, he doesn't like the idea of blocking the, the accident, there's a chain that goes across there for fire trucks to get into the woods. Um, and he didn't like the idea of, of you know, vehicles blocking that. So I thought that was an excellent point. Um, um, so I'm for the dog walkers. I'd like to see them have access down there. So you, you, you want us to take the signs down, is that what you're saying? Well. That's, that's what this, this hearing is about, well, taking the signs down. The yeah, other things, I we understand know, the other but, things. But the We're here to act on the signs, and we can take the other things under consideration, take a look at it, sir. The optimal way to do it would be to expand it, because vehicles can't turn around with one car parked down there. So if I had my brothers, I'd, I'd say, yeah, uh, you know, open it up and, and um, pave it and give people room to park down there. And it's mostly dog walkers and stuff. Um, so I don't know, I, I, the best thing I can say is I'm on the fence, Mom. <laughs> it's up to you guys. Yeah, but, so <laughs> Get out the public trucks. If you live down that, there, you're a neighbor, that, it's important. That, that, that so right would, now, the, tonight's hearing is just whether or not we're going to take the signs down. And then we will look into the, your, other, your other concerns, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, can I ask, that's all I can say is I'm, 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 on, the, I'm on the fence, but... Um, Weren't those signs put up during the, uh, over here, the, the, um, when the treetop adventures was close to the, that neighborhood, that people were using that spot, those spots to park here to attend the treetop adventures park, correct? Tree and that's, that's, and that's, that was the original idea of putting the little parking signs in there. They were never there before that. 
So basically, now that that's moved in the position, the, the spot where it should be, that's not an issue anymore. So it's just an issue now would just be moving the signs and just making it feasible so people can park and still make the turnaround. Pretty simple, right? That's and everybody would be happy. Um, you made room down there for both. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So that that's pretty much where I where I stand on it. I, I hate to like deny. Um, the dog walkers, the ability yeah, to park exactly, down yeah. there. It's, it's better than having them walk down the street with their dogs. They can park down there and, and go in. So, you know, I, I hate to cut anybody, you know, right. anybody's physical activity out there. But I, I also don't like people turning around in my driveway. Um, that, that, that's all I can say is, okay. um, I'm a maybe. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's fine, sir. Uh, Mr. Rohr is next. He has hand in this gentleman who's just standing up. Go ahead, Mr. Rohr. Just your uh, name and address uh, on the record, please. Uh, Bruce Rohr, uh, 161 Chapman Street. Um, I've been walking uh, that property uh, for 25 or 30 years. Um, as you most likely know, um, it's the largest um, contiguous piece of open land in Canton. In fact, it represents about 50% of the entire um, land controlled by the uh, Conservation Commission. Uh, up until five years ago, um, though that cul-de-sac uh, never had any, no parking signs. Um, very few people over, over the decades that I've walked it actually go down there. Very few people actually know about it. Um, what had happened, and I don't think we have to, uh, Mr. Theodore um, um, got it exactly right, that um, the reason the no parking signs were put up is that a Treetop Adventure is built on a four-acre residential lot uh, without um, proper permitting, and eventually that was revoked, and now Treetop Adventures is uh, on the other side of the ICC uh, property. Um, the problem was that if you went to the Treetop Adventure website, um, the address was listed as Zero Wardwell Road. If you type that into your phone GPS or Garmin or, or whatever, it brought you down to the end of Wardwell, and people were parking down there. The Treetop Adventures was very, very successful from day one. and. Um, the neighbors uh, and butters uh, complained, and, and rightfully so. And so the Newark parking signs went up. I don't think we have to re revisit the whole history of what went on during multiple meetings at the ZBA, but eventually Treetop Adventures moved, eliminating the need for the signs. There is no access to this property other than the cul-de-sac on Wardwell Road in Canton. In order to gain access to that property, you really have to know how to get to it through Stoughton. And it just seems logical that at this point, really the, the, the open wooded jewel of Canton, that Canton residents have access to that property. Anyway, that's all I had to say. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm for taking the signs down. Thank you, sir. This gentleman with the uh, Adidas hat on, please. 
Yeah. <clears throat> uh, my name is Sabri Zolfi. I live on 33 Broadwell Road, Canton. Um, I've, I've called the police department quite a few times about people parking down there because it's really, um, it's all, you know, it's all about dogs going to the bathroom down there. I mean, you know, it, it's, the street is a toilet, in my opinion. People are walking down there with their dogs, their dogs crap on people's lawns, and then people park down there, and they had, you know, the signs they had down there, they pulled the signs up a couple of times. I mean, I'm for having the signs there, no parking, and it should be enforced. That's all they have to do is put up a couple of uh, cameras and ticket these people. I mean, I've seen some people come down there two, three times a, a, a day and park down there. And I even know one was from Stoughton brings their dog down there in their vehicle. Well, that's all I have to say. Thank you. Sure. Hi, my name is Steve Sullivan from 15 Wardwell Road, and I'd like to see the signs stay up. The cul-de-sac is, shouldn't even be called a cul-de-sac. It's so small, it's ridiculous. And you mentioned about turning around. I mean, I just have a Toyota pickup, and I have to do a three-point turn usually. It's pretty ridiculously small. And parking, I can't believe, I, I was shocked. See, I've been living there a couple of years. I couldn't believe it was ever no, not no parking, just for fire reasons alone. Uh, two, two cars parked down there. A fire truck's going to spend 15 minutes getting in there just to get, you know, or whatever, or, or anything. Someone has a heart attack in the woods. They're going to have to run in and get them because they're not going to be able to drive in. I don't think those signs should come down. You think the signs should stay up then? Signs should stay up. Okay. Thank you. Hi, I'm John Smith. I live at 36 Wardwell Road. We moved there in 2019, so we'd never known it without the signs. I have two concerns. I agree with Rich to a certain extent that people will... It's, it's not about them dry, turning in the driveway. That's, that's, that happens and there's nothing you do about it. It's the fact that big vehicles won't be able to turn at all if they can't go around the roundabout. And we get quite a few big vehicles down there at the moment. The only other thing I would say is, even if the parking signs come down, something's got to be left so the fire department can get into the woods. There's been twice recently where the fire, there have been fires that people have set in the woods, fire department coming through Stoughton, exactly that. They've had to come that way. So my answer is no. I, think this, I, I didn't know the, the, the parking signs were temporary. I think they should stay. Thank you. Thank you. So your concern is the... Um if you, when I was down there, you drive through the, uh, there's a um, two, tele, two, two poles with the, with the metal the chain gate. That has to make sure that no one would park Nobody there. blocks that, yeah, yeah that's exactly. for sure, whatever happens. Exactly. So, yes, Ms. Lopez. Perhaps through you, um, to Mr. Duty. Is there sufficient area um, off the street to allow parking for a few cars that would not block the chain? Um, that doesn't have to be graded, um, but would nevertheless provide access to the residents of Canton to um, a apparently beautiful spot to walk, whether with or without a dog? My, my opinion, based on experience down there, is no. 
Uh, I agree with the, the gentleman who said that it, it's, not, it's not a cul-de-sac. It, it's basically the end of a road that widens a little bit. Uh, the gate and chain is maybe 8 to 10 feet wide. Yeah. It's, it's minimal. Uh, if, if you were to carve that out and allow some parking, you'd be parking in people's in front of pe right in front of people's homes, um, maybe blocking their driveways, uh, and it is nearly impossible to turn around down there when there are vehicles parked. So, I think it would be very difficult. But, but oh, and okay. then just follow up question: um, If the signs just went up in 2017, um, presumably homes were there for many many years prior to that. Yep. Had there been any issues um, with fires or otherwise emergency no, I vehicles? Can't say that the, there's, there's been issues of uh, us not being able to access the Wardwell property in the past. Um, however, I guess the concern is that you know years ago that property wasn't utilized as it is now. There's been a lot of upgrades done in there. The the trails are are, are well marked, not marked, but well delineated. Um, it's it's a beautiful space. So I think more and more folks, as they discover it, are starting to to use it. So I think the the volume. Of, of cars may increase in that area to access the property. I will say there there is another access to that property um, in the parking lot of Tom Gunning Field. Uh, it's gated. Um, I believe the Irish Cultural Center has some control of that, but as an alternate site to access that property, if something could be brokered with the ICC perhaps to allow folks with that gate, that may be an option that might serve, is parking there as well, that, that might be a better location than the Woodwell area. Just an idea. Uh, then just for myself, I mean, I'd rather than voting tonight on whether or not to leave them up or take them down, um, would like to, through you, explore the possibility of if there's another place in Canton that's suitable for parking that would not jeopardize safety, that would respect the residents on Wardwell but would give the residents of Canton access to a beautiful piece of property. Um, I could do that. Thank you. I think we have an agreement with the ICC that that field is controlled by the Recreation Department. That's correct. And so, we have used that gate in the past when, when so, there's been big events at the ICC. We've been able to get into that property absolutely. either through their property or that gate. Okay. Any other comments or questions? So I agree with Ms. Lopez that it, it sounds like um, in addition to taking the signs down, there's a bigger problem there. Um, there needs to be parking, and when the signs went up uh, to limit people going down there for treetop adventures, uh, in the meantime, uh, conservation was improving those trails and making it a desirable place. So I, I think we need to find a parking location before we talk about taking the signs down, because it's possible that that neighborhood would be flooded with cars. Um, okay, thank so. you, Mr. Lockhart. Any other comments or questions? When you say, when you think it gets flooded, and where are the cars parking now? They can't. They, they can't. So there's, it's all hypothetical to say that we're going to be flooded with with cars up there. But like you say, I think it's very important that the town has access to property that they own. And I think the the common denominator here, I think, is that people are just concerned about the safety. And I remember going up there when the tree type of vegetables thing was going on. When you walk down that path, that goes it goes in deep. So why, you, if you go beyond that and then open up an area where you do where you do create a cul-de-sac, at the same time keeping it rustic, you know you don't have to pave yeah. it or anything like that, but allow people to utilize the, the facility. How many acres did you say it was up there? Fifth? I'm not sure of the actual. Oh. 
But okay, but to be able, a lot. It's a, yeah. <laughs> so to be able to, to access that property, yet the, the vehicles will be out of the way. And if there is an emergency, what you could do is you you could have an emergency gate that would act, give the fire department access from that point on. That you don't allow cars from that, but at least make it space up there so people can you. Um, That's I fine. Think, like, I think it's just a matter of cutting down some trees and opening up a. I'm not sure, so I just I would talk to the DPW and see if that's feasible. Yeah, with the engineering department, find out what we own and what we don't own. And in the meantime, sure we just leave things as they are until we can figure out a route and then just readdress it. Yeah. Is that okay. Any other comments or questions? Yes, sir. I just want to add how unusually nice it is walking in there. Um, I had Sarvian Husky, and he was a leash dog, so I used to walk him on a 25-foot lead to let him he run loops around me the whole walk, but I mean, it was to, the walks were for him, for him not for me. Um, but the point I want to make is, is that I call it a cart path with, it's not like a trail. No. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a cart path. And the Irish Cultural Center actually paved it. Um, I guess they, they, they have a, a, a vehicle that tows a little trailer that, that, that they, they, they bring people from remote parking uh, to their site. Um, so it's unusually nice in there. I mean, you know, you, uh, before they paved, uh, there'd be dirt bikes and stuff going in there, and when they would tear up and there'd be boulders and stuff. So I used to wear above-the-ankle above boots for support so I didn't get a sprain or anything. I've, I've been there since 1981. But now that it's paved, it's unusually nice. Um, and it's wide enough for a dog not to, uh, you know, loop a tree every every five minutes if you're walking a dog on a lead. Um, so it, 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 it's really a nice area, um, and it, it's perfect for dog walkers. Um, we can do some I investigating. Just, we just want to do some investigating. Thank you. Um, any other comments or questions? Yeah, because, you know, the, the Lil and uh, Ralph Staples lived there for years. And I know uh, the Kendrick family, I don't know if any of you have been there for a long time. I uh, grew up with the Kendrick family. They were down on Woodwell Road forever, down the left-hand side, almost towards the end. But so Woodwell Road, and I grew up in, uh, well, on the end of Pleasant Street, and uh, was Woodwell Road a lot, so very familiar. So uh, is there a motion, the consensus I, of the board? I, I make a motion that we adjourn, uh, close the public hearing. Well, you want to, um, why don't we not close it? Yeah, let's Oh, not. just leave it open then? Yeah, just so in case we come back, I, okay. and, and, you know, we'll f invite you folks back and get your ideas, so then anyone I, who's here. Then I'd say we, I make a motion that we uh, table this until we can uh, reach out to the Department of Public Works and to, to um, investigate other investigate the safety and the, and the uh, turnarounds concern of the neighborhood and once we get that squared away to take a final vote on the removal of the signs. And ideally find a suitable space for parking to give residents access to the, to the Wardville right. property. Friendly amendment, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> second. Motion been made and second. Any further discussion? Comments? Concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, five zero. Thank you. Thank you folks for coming. Thank you for your, your input. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Duty, Town Administrator. Yes, sir. Uh, next item on the agenda is the discussion regarding the Community Preservation Committee process update. So, as you recall, Mr. Chairman, there was quite a bit of discussion um, between the board and the CCPC regarding the decision not to take applications this year. 
um, for CCPC projects. Uh, we had uh, a lot of uh, research by town council and the CCPC and have come to an agreement uh, that I think satisfies both the, the board and the CCPC. So I have a, um, a motion from the CCPC to accept um, pre-applications to begin in December of 2022 and extend it to a date in 2023 for the purpose of qualifying potential projects for future consideration. So um, essentially what it boils down to is that the CCPC has agreed to take applications and then although they won't be funding them, they'll be reviewing them to see if they are, uh, if they qualify for funding in the next grant cycle. And they're gonna vote on this on uh, their September, uh, November, November 7th meeting, correct? Correct. Uh, that was just my clarification. Yeah, it's yes. not the committee that has agreed. Correct. I, I believe that chairs. the chairs have agreed to yes. put a motion to the full committee yes. for voting. Yes. To, to, okay. Any other comments, questions, Mr. I, I, have, I, have, I have a couple of questions. Um, not so much a question. There's a couple of the concerns that I have with how, how this, how, what happened here is um, we got an opinion from town council that said that they, we, they were stated that we had to accept the applications. And then we, there was a um, disagreement between the CCCP and the opinion of the town council. Am I correct in saying that? Um, is that question directed to oh, me? I'm anybody that can answer yeah, I'm just basically, going by, basically, yeah, I'm just yeah, going yeah. by the correspondence that I've been, I've been yeah, reading. So, I can answer that. So there, uh, the CCPC um, asked for an opinion relative to whether or not they had to fund applications. And the opinion that they received from town council was that they indeed did not have to fund applications, but they had to put the 10% allotment into each of the buckets that you have to put the money into. Uh, the town got an opinion from town council asking whether or not the CCPC had to take applications. And the town council, in town council's opinion, he felt that they were required to take applications because that's the manner in which you um, evaluate whether the town, the, the projects that may be, you know, applicable to that particular fund. So those are the two opinions that we eventually came to and put together and said, okay, the CCPC, the chairs have agreed with council that um, they will take pre-applications and council agrees with the CCPC that they don't have to fund them this year, that they'll be considered next year. And that's kind of how we got to this compromise. But, it, okay, but the, there, shouldn't, there, was, there shouldn't have been a compromise. Shouldn't, shouldn't any uh, board or commission or committee or anything like that go with the advice of town council? That's what we have, correct? Yes. So that, that would, that's only my concern. Again, I'm, like I said, and that's all I'm going to say on it. And, and one of the other things is, is just in the future, the decision that was made about holding back funds, I think was prudent. I think it was, I, I, I'm in, I was definitely in favor of that. Like I say, instead of a lot of little nickel and dime projects going off, that really has no impact on the town. I would like, I, I have no problem with the CPC saying, we'll take the application, but hold off for two, three years, because there are some big projects that have been coming out. 
and like I said, that you, like I said, they'll get the bang for the buck. I have no problem with that. The problem that I had with this is that when people were asking me what was going on, there was no communications. I could not answer questions. And that's in the future, I would like to know if, if the, uh, an organization like the CCCP is going to make a decision not to fund things, let people know that they're doing this and why they're doing it. That's, that, that's my only concern. And um, like I said, because people, there was this conflicting things of when decisions were made, how they were made, who made them. And without, without the communication, it was, it was embarrassing not to be able to answer to these people. Other than that, I have nothing more to say about it. Okay, thank you. Any other comments or questions? Yep. Did, um, spring of 2024 annual time meeting or spring of 2023 that we'll be doing the next funding round? Uh, spring of 2024 ATM. So this motion, we're going we're gonna to skip funding in the spring. Correct. Okay. And then the motion also talks about the upcoming revision of the Canton Community Preservation Plan. Is that something in the works already for that? That I can't answer. Um, it, it is in the works. All of the data from the public engagement had been gathered with the um, efforts of a independent consultant but none of the data has been consolidated and analyzed and vetted by the committee to then create the plan, um, which will be then vetted through the committee and distributed to the public. My best guess um, is that that will be finalized sometime in the late winter, early spring. Great, thanks. Mm -hmm. Just one other thing I just thought, is this necessary? to start taking applications when we know we're not going to do anything. Does this, does this put any application that comes in from this point on that's not going to be funded, does this put them on a priority list of the next funding cycle? Or, what do, or, or are we just wasting people's time? Um, well, first of all, the motion hasn't been voted by the committee, but um, certainly it would be my view that if the motion is voted to accept pre-applications, they begin on a rolling basis. There's no priority. So whether a pre-application is um, taken now or taken six months from now or 10 months from now, they would all be vetted as to, and they're vetted by the new CPA administrator principally to determine whether they're eligible under the statute or not in whole or in part. And then if they are determined to be eligible, a full application is filed, and all of the applications are considered at the same time, um, hopefully, uh, in response to the by then community preservation plan, which has been made public. So the short answer to your question, Mr. Theodore, is no. Fine, thank you. Any other comments or questions? Mm -hmm. So what's the will of the board? Well, we're not gonna, there's no motion to be made here. It's just we're going to... Their motion? Is they're, they're making a motion, but you want to go along with the, the, the concept? That, uh, yeah, I just, I just absolutely. I, I, let's, let's just put whatever that's happened behind us, let's start working for the benefit of the town, whatever, to, to get, go over this minor little hump here. But um, like I said, just in the future, let's be a little bit more transparent and let's be a little bit more communicative when we t we're talking about the different groups. But... Do we, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, would, I would definitely support anything they want to do at, at this point. That's fine, and the other thing is I, I, I was looking for the minutes of the meeting, of the CPC's meeting, they, they, weren't, they really aren't any. There, there, there were two of them at the town clerk's office, that was it. 
That I can't tell you. So I know that at every meeting we approve the minutes of the prior meeting. Well, they haven't been turned in, so just after I'm happy to check on that Would and you? report back to you. Sir. Thank you. Yeah. There was two, I think, August, uh, September and August were the only two that, that were available at town clerk's office. Okay. I, I'll, I'll let you know. Thank you. But I, but I, I know that I have approved, as a member of the committee, Yes, um, it says, it says in the minutes that, yeah, that they were approved, right. but, but they didn't know where to be found. copies. Sure. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Uh, yeah, just Mr. Conley. To follow up with what Lisa said, that it doesn't uh, put anyone to the front of the line, but um, mm -hmm. Mr. Duty, didn't, didn't you have a, send an email to us that said that this pre-application purpose, one of the purposes is to help these applicants now get to the front of the line? Yeah, there, so there were, um, the, my conversations with George Camo and the chairs, uh, the, one of the reasons why the pre-applications were selected was because they didn't want to waste people's time and have them fill out the full package, the 20-page application. So these shorter forms are a way for folks to get their proposals in without spending an inordinate amount of time filling out the paperwork. And so even though that they would be on a rolling basis, these would be in, theoretically in the pipeline to be reviewed as soon as they're ready to review. So they may not be chosen over another project that has more merit, let's say, for example, but they're in the pipeline and, and theoretically would be reviewed. And, and, and I would say that if a project sponsor um, puts forward a pre-application, you know, a month from now versus 10 months from now, then they would know sooner rather than later, so earlier, that it was either eligible for CPA funding under the law or not. Okay. So, you know, perhaps that is uh, sort of consistent with front of the line. But ultimately, all of the applications would be evaluated on their own merits at the same time. Got it. Thanks. Hmm. Mr. Lockhart. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, just to echo uh, or build on Mr. Theodore's point, hmm. um, we have three meetings in November. Is the community preservation meeting to discuss this before one of those meetings? It's, it's, I was told November 7th. Okay, so just... So the 15th would be our next meeting. At, at, at that next well, meeting, just to get an 15th. update. Yeah, we don't have to meet the back for the elections. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I have it calendared for CCPC on the November 7th, and I believe it's on the agenda. And um, I'm happy to report you yeah. know, to the full uh, board uh, on uh, what uh, happens at the meeting. Awesome, thank you. So we'll take it, we'll take it under advisement? Okay. Yep. Mr. Theodore, next order of business. As far as the request for APA consulting services. Why don't we wait, wait on that? <laughs> I, had to wait till you get to, I had to wait till you get to the table. <laughs> Good evening, select board members. Um, here before you tonight to request funding for ARPA consulting services, uh, ARPA's American Rescue Plan Act. A uh, little background. Uh, select board has authorized nine projects using only directly allocated funds to the town. The town's received all of those funds from Treasury, just under two and a half million dollars. Seven of these projects have been started and one project, Pickleball, as you all know, uh, has been canceled. Um, the select board has also authorized- Postponed, it postponed right? Or canceled? Well, as far as ARPA funding is okay. concerned. Yeah. But we yeah, still, I'm sure it'll come forward- We still like to get it done, yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. I just want to clarify that because yeah. people say, well, wait a minute. So I'm sorry, go ahead. Right. So uh, the select board has also authorized uh, 11 projects uh, using only Norfolk County 
allocated funds and the town has successfully applied for and received funds from the county for one project to date and that project is underway. Um, there are 10 additional projects authorized uh, by the select board that require Norfolk County funds but have not yet been applied for. Um, in addition, there is one project requiring a combination of Norfolk County and town funds uh, directly allocated. Uh, the balance is yet to be applied for from the county. Um, the issue, quite frankly, is I just do not have the bandwidth uh, with all of my responsibilities to timely complete the application process uh, for the ARPA projects requiring Norfolk County funds. Um, and then uh, the present issue is that there are two projects requiring Norfolk County funds uh, that are currently being solicited via a request for proposal and request for uh, qualifications. And in order to award those contracts for these projects, the ARPA funds will need to have been authorized by the county. Uh, we're targeting end of December or January to award the contracts. First one being uh, the granular activated carbon facility at the Moran Water Treatment Plant. Second one is the Museum Design Services for the Revere and Sun Heritage Trust Museum. Um, those two projects require immediate attention. The other nine projects will only be further delayed due to my inability to attend to the applications. So I've reviewed the situation with the town administrator, the finance committee, Tony Roselli from our audit firm, Roselli Clark. They're all supportive of obtaining consulting assistance in this matter. Uh, Mr. Roselli recommended I speak with KP Law, given that they are making a market in this space, assisting other communities with their application processes. So I've spoken with attorney Sirigu of KP Law, as well as corresponded with their president and attorney Goldberg. I'm confident that they are more than capable of assisting the town in this consulting engagement, given their knowledge of the ARPA processes and experience assisting other towns with it. Um, therefore, my recommendation to the board is engaging KP Law for ARPA consulting services, beginning first with the granular activated carbon facility project. Um, if the funds, the initial funds go further than that, which I hope they do, then they would uh, be able to work on other projects. But this engagement would be limited to under $10,000 because it would be considered a micro purchase. And so with that, we can actually uh, go forward with KP Law if the board approved. Uh, should this initial engagement prove successful and my bandwidth constraints remain unchanged, then I would recommend a quote process for the same services uh, to address the applications for the remaining projects. Um, these services are allowable to be funded with the ARPA funds themselves as they are administrative, which is its own category within the expendable categories. Uh, currently, there is 192,000 of available ARPA funding that the town controls directly, again, due to the uh, deferring of the, of the uh, pickleball project. Um, so therefore, I'm hereby requesting that the select board authorize up to $9,999 uh, for this consulting engagement with KP Law. Thank you, Mr. Scones. Any questions for the finance director? I mean, that's just a one-shot deal, and then if, if this works out good, then we just readdress it with a... We, we would then, if it, if it works, everybody agrees that it works, then we would go through a quote process because that, that the, the uh, threshold, procurement threshold, would then be in the ten to $50,000 range. And, that, and that's paid for out of APA funds, you said? Correct. And as you said, it's legal for the record. Yes, absolutely. Administrative category. Is there any other questions or comments for the finance director? Hearing none, I look for a motion, Mr. Theodore. I move that the board approve the um, 
approval of $9,999.99 to be paid from the APA funds to fund KP Law for consulting services, correct? Yes. Yes, sir. And not a penny more. Huh? Not a penny more. <laughs> not a penny more. <laughs> so Second. We'll... Never mind. Motion to be made and seconded. Any further discussions, comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, 5-0. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Theodore. Thanks, uh, to approve the installation of a pre-made storage shed for the Paul Revere Heritage Site in advance, an amount not to exceed $25,000 from Fund 142. Mr. Uh, Duty, do you have a question, comment? No, I was just going to say that um, I Charlie. have visited the Heritage Museum uh, and Charlie. walked through and took a look at their storage situation, which is very limited. Uh, the building commissioner has required that the storage be removed uh, from under the stairwells where the, the uh, folks were having to store their chairs and things. So they really do need some space for storage. The um, request is to uh, build, construct, or install a shed on the property. It's behind the museum, kind of towards Revere Street, and not to exceed a cost of $25,000. So I know that uh, the trust has put together specifications, and they will be going uh, getting prices uh, from three vendors for the installation of the shed. The shed is uh, specified so that its design kind of meets the, the, the period of the, the structures on the park. So it'll be, it'll be a, nice, a nice shed once it's, uh, once it's procured. Any other comments or questions? Mr. Lockhart? Yeah, Mr. Chairman. Um, Mr. Duty, do, do you know the difference between option one and option two? What, what um, in the packet on the last page, they have two different locations for where it might go, and I'm just curious. For the shed? Yeah. Yeah, the, the option they selected is um, kind of tucked back a little bit towards Revere Street, and it's right off the, one of the pathways. Yeah. So it's going to make moving, and it's closest to, to the museum, it's going to make moving things back and forth a little bit easier than the second option, which I believe... No, the, it's uh, reversed. Other way around? The other way Sorry. around. Yeah. <laughs> So I, the, the option they selected is, is definitely the, the best location as far as proximity goes and ease of moving things back and forth. Because it would look like option two would be the preferred because of what you were just saying. Yes. Right behind the, yes. the barn, it would be much easier, but it's listed as option two. Do you, do you have a... If I may, I don't have that, from, so. from what I understand, this is the option that is preferred um, for aesthetic reasons um, so as not to block predominantly so as not to block the view to the barn which is a, you know quite an attraction from Revere Street um, and the concept was that it was not a material difference in terms of transporting once um, people have to leave the building to access whatever it is that they need to access. The difference between going here and going there was not viewed to be material, but at least it did not block from Revere Street, you know, that view. Okay. That was the thinking. Okay. All right. And then, uh, sorry, uh, one more question. Mr. Duty, we're not going to have any problems with uh, abutters or anything. I mean, I think it's smaller, so it doesn't need to go through the same process. Right. No, I don't, I don't see an issue with abutters. I don't think the fire department is going to really care about the shed. Yeah. <laughs> probably the closest to butter. I spoke with Mr. Walsh, and he doesn't see any uh, any zoning issues. Excellent. Okay. 
Thank you. Thanks, Mr. Chairman. Any other questions, comments, concerns? Look for a motion, Mr. Theodore. Move that the board uh, approve the installation of a pre-made storage shed for the part of your Harris site uh, in advance of an amount not to exceed uh, $25,000 from Fund 142. Second. Motion been made and seconded. Any further comments, questions, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, 5-0. Mr. Theodore, uh, Mr. Theodore, yes. Next, there's a vote to approve uh, donations of three personal days for your municipal employees to be raffled off at the CMEA Christmas party. Um, I have no problem, but can we, I remember a couple years ago we did the exact same thing, and the superintendent at the time uh, said, and I quote, who are we to do that to her employees? So just clarify and make sure it's okay with the superintendent. I know we have a different superintendent. I have no problem. So, yes, schools. We would, we, okay. Okay, because they, they caused an uproar last time. I was here and, and the superintendent at the time, she wasn't a happy person, let's put it that way. Just make, I just want to make sure that, that, yes, and I have no, I wish they could, could but I'm not going down there. It was done. It was done uh, in the holiday spirit, shall we say? But it wasn't. It wasn't accepted that way. So, and I'll say no more. So, is there a number, is there a motion? You sure? I already Tell did. Get done with it. The holidays will be over. Make, well, you're the one that's I Gabby Hazel. Um, <laughs> approve the donation of three personal days for the municipal employees to be raffled off of the CMEA Christmas party. Second. Motion made. Now, when's the date? Oh, December 9th. Thank you. December 9th. The lips didn't even move. <laughs> All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed three zero. Mr. Theodore. Thanks, Mr. Chairman. Okay, Mr. Chairman. Oh yes, sir. Is it? It was five zero. Can we go zero. back real quickly to the um, the five shed zero. discussion because I, I found the map that you were looking at, and we do too. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm I'm fairly confident that the that the location that was chosen is option one, the one that is more remote from the building. Across from the fire station. Yes. Exactly. Uh, okay, good. More remote from the building. From the building. Option two kind of sh kind of screened the actual museum, so we moved it back to option one, just to yep. be clear. I wasn't sure if I, I'm sorry if I nope, that's confusing on that. Ms. Lopez uh, explained that. She took, yeah, she, yep. did, she did my job basically is what you're saying. <laughs> yep, <Thank> noted. You. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sorry. Don't go on like this. Looking over your shoulder, never mind. Go ahead, next order of business, Mr. Theodore. Uh, okay, this is a number four. Vote to, what? A vote to, um, let me see what I lost my spot here. A vote to appoint a park and recreational seasonal help. And that would be um, Laura Valcanis, Caitlin Tereski, and Gavin McMahon as season, uh, parks and recreational seasonal help. Second. Motion to be made second in discussion, comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? 5-0. Next on the agenda is a vote to approve Deborah Sunday as a Canton Public Library's uh, circulation assistant. Second. Motion to be made second in any questions? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? 5-0. Mr. Theodore. Move to appoint um, Heidi Faniff, Amy Lentinga, and Lisa Quinn as Canton Public Library's substitute library assistants. Second. Motion to be made second. Any comments, questions, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? 5-0. Next is a vote to appoint Matthew Simmons as Canton Public Library, the library page. Second. Motion to be made and seconded. Any discussion, comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. 
Opposed? 5-0. Next is a uh, move to appoint Raymond Ruggiero as part-time on-call animal control officer. Second. Motion to remain seconded. Any questions, comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? 5-0. Move that the board appoint Thomas Arrico as a crossing guard. Second. Motion to remain seconded for Mr. Arrico. Any questions, comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? 5-0. Next on the agenda is a vote to approve the PAF of, uh, Conservation Senior Clerk. Second. Motion to remain seconded. Any comments, questions, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? 5-0. Next is a, just an application for obtaining a special liquor license to be served at uh, 24 one-day events at the Winter Lights at Bradley Estates for 2022 at 2468B Washington Street to be held on November 25th, November 26th, November 27th, November 30th, December 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th, 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 28th, 29th, and the 30th, 31st. From 4.30 to 8.30 p.m., contingent upon building commission, police, fire chief's approval. Second. Motion remains second. Any discussions, comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, 5-0. I move that next on the application. Uh, as I move that the board approve an application to obtain a special liquor license to serve alcoholic beverages at five one-day events for Winter Lights Bradley Estates for 2023 at 2468B Washington Street to be held on January 1st, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th from 4.30 to 8.30 p.m. Contingent upon building commissioner, uh, police chief and fire chief approval. Second. Motion to remain second. Any further discussion, comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, 5-0. Next on the agenda is a move to approve uh, for the board to accept and authorize the use of gifts in accordance with the terms of the Mass General Laws 44, Section 53A. The following donations to the Department of Health and Human Services in the memory of Mike Lockman uh, from Mr. and Mrs. Walter Hughes, Sherry Armstrong, uh, Susan Shanley, Donald Sanders, and Michael and Heidi Gaffney. Second. Motion has been made seconded. Any further discussion? Comments, concerns? Hearing none. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? 5 0. This is just um, other business. The vendor warrant for the week of 10-7-22 was $1,323,550.68. Payroll warrant for the same week, $1,312,291.01. The vendor warrants for the week of 10 $1,555,145.76. $1, Payroll warrant, same week, $265,670.28. Uh, vendor warrants for the week of 1021, $2,365,778.27. Payroll warrants, same week, $1,309,308. And the payroll warrant for the week of 1021 is $240,183.57. Um, the second payroll warrant, oh, the one is, is the school longevity payments. To, I'm not familiar with Kathy, it. Kathy, can you explain that? Or? Uh, once a year, the school pays their longevity separate, the teacher longevity and the separate check. And that happened on 1021. So it's a separate one. Okay, I didn't know. Um, that's that. And then that's pretty much that. And then uh, I move that the board approve the minutes of the select board meeting of October 11th. 
2022. Second. Motion has been made and second for the minutes of October 11th. Any questions, concerns, comments? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, five zero. Mr. Duty. Yes. Uh, next is the um, announcement of award for excellence in financial reporting. Yes, I'd like to have uh, Mr. Scollins come up with Allison Podrisky and Kathy Butters. They got the goods. <laughs> so, um, the Government Finance Office Association, which is the National Association, uh, has for the 16th year awarded uh, the Canton Finance Team Certificate of Achievement for Excellence in Financial Reporting. Um, this is the highest form of recognition in government. Here's uh, some more members of our team, the whole team. Come on, stand up. Yeah, yeah, come, come on. Up here. Get up come on. Here. You have to sing a song anyway, so. <laughs> you can't embarrass you. What good is it being here, right? <laughs> Seuss, you turn any redder, we're going to have to call the fire department. <laughs> so this is the. Who? This is the. And he's a key part of this team as well, as I'm sure you all understand. But Mike, stand in for Lewis. This certificate of achievement is uh, the highest form of recognition in government accounting. Uh, and financial reporting and its attainment represents a significant accomplishment by a government and its management. So it really extends um, not only to um, the finance team, uh, but to all of us who are involved in, in the processes that, that ultimately result in the transparency that's seen in the financial report itself, which can be found on the website and the finance department page. There's a link for it. Um, Got a beautiful cover on it. And this is the plaque that was initially earned 16 years ago. And so now what they do is they annually will send us a new medallion. So we're now anxiously awaiting the 2021 uh, medallion to, to put on this. So this is really a continuation of the legacy of my predecessor, Jim Merger, and his team that he assembled. And so uh, I'm happy that, that this team continues to carry the torch collectively. Right. of all the awards that are hanging in the accounting room. <laughs> How many are there? 16? Mm. It's like the 62 Yankees, right? <laughs> Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Mr. Theodore? Uh, next, uh, the board will hold its next scheduled meeting on Tuesday, November 1st at 5.30 p.m. in the solid meeting room, 801 Washington Street. Ms. Lopez, you have an announcement? Yes, I just on behalf of the board, I just want to remind all residents that there's voting that's begun in the very important midterm elections. Early voting has already begun um, in town hall. Check on the town website or the town clerk's office about um, the days and times uh, for early voting. Um, in addition, if you filed an application for a mail-in ballot, um, you should have arrived um, unless you filed an application very recently. And I just want to remind voters, if you've got a mail-in ballot, make sure you turn it over because the opposite side includes the ballot questions and somebody in my household failed to do that. <laughs> so don't make that mistake so you can vote either early voting, mail-in balloting, or in person on election day. I know a couple of people who did that. <laughs> Mr. Larkin? Uh, 
Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I just wanted to point out there's a, another topic uh, not anticipated that Mr. Theodore um, neglected to follow along with. The road race. I was coming to that. Um, so, we have it okay, so you did see it. Okay, so. Mr. Duda, you have something to say first? I would defer to Mr. Theodore. I can go after him. Um, a vote to approve a request to hold the Canton Fall Classic Road Race, road race, road October, race. Road race October 30th, 2022, from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. The Benai Tigva Temple, 1301 Washington Street. An application for a one-day entertainment permit for a DJ contingent upon police and fire approval and a certificate of insurance. Second. Motion remains seconded for the road race for the temple. Any questions, comments, concerns? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, 5-0. Great news. Um, Mr. Duty, uh, uh, Town Administrator Duty. Yes, I just uh, wanted to remind folks, because as you recall, we had an excellent presentation about uh, mattresses and how to dispose of them properly. Uh, November 1st is the deadline, it's October 25th, so I just want to remind folks that uh, if they want to dispose of their mattress, they need to do it in the next week. Uh, they have three, op well, they, you have three options. If you're buying a mattress, you can ask the retailer you're purchasing it from to take it away for you, which is preferable. Um, if that doesn't happen, uh, if you go onto the town's website, you can find a document that gives you a phone number for the Green Team Junk Removal Company to come take your mattress, and there's a fee for that. It's $75 per unit. Or they can still bring the mattresses to the landfill um, and they can get the hours of operation at, uh, on, the, on the website. So uh, just want to make sure folks are aware of that, that the deadline's coming. Thank you. And before, just remind folks that this Sunday, October 30th at 1 o'clock, the traditional um, uh, Kenton Recre Parks and Recreation Department's um, Halloween Parade kicks off at 1 o'clock from the Bank of Canton down to the Mellon Rodman Building. So dress up. Right, Kathy? <laughs> Any other questions or comments before we go a motion to go into executive session? Anything else? Hearing none, I look for a motion to go into executive session. Move that the go into executive executive session to discuss strategy with respect to collective bargaining or litigation, AFSCME negotiations, if an open meeting may have a detrimental effect on the bargaining or litigating position of the public body, and if the chair declares so. Uh, to discuss strategy uh, sessions in preparation for negotiation with non-union personnel, uh, informational system manager, MIS staff, or to conduct collective bargaining sessions or contract negotiations with non-union personnel. I move that we go, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I move that we go into executive session. Second. Motion been made and seconded. Uh, the chair does, does declare that an open meeting will have a detrimental effect to the bargaining for the town of Canton, and we will not, we will not, we'll go into executive session, we will not return to open session. We do return, I don't think we'll return now. Are we, Mr. Duty? We're not going to vote in the contract, are we? No. Okay. So uh, we will not return to open session. I look for a motion to adjourn this part of the meeting at 6.33. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, it's 5-0. Mr. Lochran. Yes. Ms. Lopez. Yes. Mr. Chris Connolly. Yes. Mr. Thomas Theodore. Yes. And the chairman does as well, 5-0. Thank you and have a great night and happy Halloween.